Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law and Order Marathon, sorry. This week's Law and Order Marathon winner is Gabrielle Malcolm of Bradford on Avon in Wiltshire, England. Gabrielle will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Wendy and Rebecca Lavoie, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 24, Episode 3, Mirror Effect. She's a victim, Rollins. Nobody's saying that she wasn't victimized. All I'm saying is he's claiming he's a victim, too. This is going to come down to a popularity contest just to get a jury to convict. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcasts, Rebecca Lavoie. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Kevin. And rounding out our panel is our special guest from the Fruit Loop Serial Killer podcast. It's Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Hello, everybody. So good to be here. Nice to meet you. It's it's great to always have a guest who's like Cher, just <laughs> one name. So awesome. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, Wendy, your podcast looks at an area that true crime often overlooks. It's stories about serial killers of color and victims of color. Oh, yes. uh, so you point out that not all serial killers are straight white cis men. Has Tucker Carlson been notified of this? Aha! No, uh, no, we're not on his radar, thankfully. Maybe you want to stay low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he could stand to maybe listen to an episode or two. He might learn a thing. That's right. Or two. That's right. Or three or four or five. Yeah. So I mean this like with all sincerity because we say that we we think all the serial killers are 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 white. Not we. I okay, don't well, that. well, as a white guy, I'm assuming they're all like me. Of course, right? Yeah. So if you're talking about the default, if you're talking about serial killers of color, is the list long enough to keep your podcast going? Oh, such a good question, and one that we get so so often. We've been doing this for like five years. Oh, we have great. 200 episodes, and the list continues to grow. The truth is that um, terrible people who do terrible things come in all shapes, sizes, colors, abilities, yeah. all the things. That's right. Welcome to the promised land of yes. shithood. Yes. And, and welcome <laughs> welcome to the bias that the FBI behavioral analysis unit gave you because they were all white. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they should have hired me the whole time. Exactly. I could have, you know, exactly. 100%. So. <laughs> 
So, any of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite Law and Order detective team. Oh my gosh, my favorite of all time are Bobby and Eames. Mostly Eames because I'm a Mighty Ducks fan. Oh yeah, it was like the only other role I saw her in, and then Bobby um, because Vincent D'Onofrio is. Chef's kiss. You know, and everything. Everybody refers to him as Gorn, but Wendy calls him Bobby. I, I feel it. like it's really intimate. It's po- very personal. Oh. Are you writing like Ooh, fan what? fiction about them? No, just masturbating to him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> all right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. Special Victims Unit Season 24, Episode 3, Mirror Effect. Well, Date Night with Carisi and Rollins ends with a romantic stroll in which they come across a celebrity couple arguing outside a parked limousine. Country music superstar Kelsey Jones got into an altercation with her bad boy of pop music boyfriend, Austin Boyer. When they give Kelsey a ride home, she says the fighting is just their version of foreplay before their hot, hot sex. But the next morning, the singer shows up at the squad room with a black eye. I mean, then we got home. He wanted to have sex. I said no. Well, then he couldn't get it up. And he had so much rage. And he threw me on the bed, and I was, I was really scared. And then he passed out. Austin tells Velasco and Muncie that Kelsey was the aggressor. And Carisi worries if this goes to trial, it'll just be a he said, she said. And as soon as Kelsey's mom, Lila, shows up, the celebrity couple announces their engagement. Austin tells Benson he's getting sober and wants the DA to drop the charges. But later that night, the police arrest Austin and Lila after a physical altercation. And that's when Kelsey says that she was raped by Austin. Well, there's a lot of Amanda drama and we will cover all of it later. But the real action begins when she and Carisi are out walking home from a date and they find a limo pulled over and Kelsey throwing a champagne bottle. He ripped your dress. Oh, yeah, he just, he got a little drunk. Is, it, um, is there somebody that we can call for you? Uh, I can call an Uber. Why don't you let us give you a ride? And I'm thinking, you have a car? <laughs> All this time? In New York? What? <laughs> how far away from the restaurant did you park? Well, how far? Yeah. I mean, do Carisi and Rollins live together? That's, I don't think they do. At this, oh, in really? this moment? Do you think he lives with her in that tiny ass no, apartment? No, I think... I thought he did. Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but like six episodes later, they get married. So I'm assuming then they move in, but... Uh, I would like to think that maybe they could get a bigger apartment at some point. That apartment is so I know. small. Just think of it. It'd be Rollins, Carisi, Jesse, Billy, and the monster in the closet. Where is everybody going to be? Oh my God, where are they going to go? <laughs> <laughs> my whole my whole setup just fell. <laughs> hey, speaking of cars, big controversy in the squad room. Finn says mm-hmm. Muncie left a bag of greasy tacos in his car. Your little rescue left this in my car. Oh, Muncie? Uh, she's a millennial. They're all entitled. Well, she should feel entitled to getting my car detailed and filling it up with gas. You're the sergeant, Finn. Straighten her out. Me? Was she going through the drive-thru in your car, Finn? Weren't you there when she ate them? Did you just give her the keys and say, come back tomorrow with it and don't get any shreds of lettuce on the floor? That's that, that part had some holes in it, that right? plot. Absolutely. I don't know. I thought it was a pool car. I thought it was like, I thought it was a squad car, like a pool car. Well, then why would he say Muncie's oh. got to get my car detailed? 
Right. Because it's not really his car. So what's the big deal? The motor pool is where they take the five cops that actually get busted for brutality and stick them. So like, we, you know, you can either work in the evidence department or you can like just start uh, changing the oil in all these cruisers. <laughs> They're not going to detail his car. For I him. thought it was a, a, a cop car. Not you know they don't do they don't do squad cars. They're detectives, right? They have yeah. Like, so I thought it was I thought it was his car that he uses and that she had used it. But you know him, he is he getting like a spot of anything on his sneakers? Yeah. You know that even when he uses the oh, work car, out. it has to be perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 You, I, you know okay. he orders Uber okay. Black. You know he does. <laughs> By the way, why does no one in SVU drive an SUV? <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God! Like that would be oh perfect. Oh my God! It's the SVU SUV. Whoa. <laughs> you're, in, uh, you're telling the truth here. Oh my gosh! Uh, why has nobody asked this question? I this is I, this is why we, this is the importance of this podcast. This is seriously this is mind the, blown journalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's some real conversation for you, right? This okay. Is a, this is our Peabody winning episode, yeah. right here. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Connie Walker and us. So you know that when someone walks into SVU wearing sunglasses, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. It can be a big reveal. Ta-da! And she has yeah. a black eye. And then the next day, no black eye. Makeup. <gasps> no, no. Why? We know it's not makeup because she's crying and she's wiping away the her, her tears. They, the makeup would have gone. But she also had kind of a smile, like one of those... Um, like, have you ever seen a husband after he kills his wife and he gets interviewed? Yeah, all the time. He's got that side smile. That's what she had. I don't know, uh, but that's what I read. And I thought it was kind of, um, I didn't I didn't buy it. But you're right. The next day, there was no black eye. So what happened to it? Maybe she heals like Wolverine. <gasps> oh, okay. But even though she's wearing sunglasses, Muncie recognizes Kelsey when she walks in. What the hell is Kelsey Jones doing here? And Velasco says, You listen to that crap? And Muncie says, She sang the national anthem at the Jets game. She sang the national anthem at the Jets game. And I say, you watch that crap? (laughs) (laughs) The Jets? (laughs) Wait a minute. uh, You're a baseball guy, right? Baseball, football, anything where we do okay in Boston. So I guess hockey and, and basketball. How are you too, doing yeah. right now in Boston with those sports, my friend? Well, I well, <laughs> the, <laughs> Bruins and Celtics. You know, it was a good year. You know? I, I I don't know sports at all. I actually hate sports. It, I hate sports. Sports. If sports was a person, I would punch them in the gut. That's how much I, I love I you. Hate sports is good. Love you, Wendy. Sorry. You. Hey. <laughs> I've come okay. to love baseball because it gets me alone all day on a Saturday. Now that's why I love. Her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa, she's a okay. widow. Yeah, okay, love it. Love it. <laughs> of course, when she comes in and talks to Rollins, Rollins admits that yes, she recognized who Kelsey was. Um, yeah, I didn't want to bring it up last night, but yeah, my my daughter's a huge fan. <sighs> my four year old daughter. She loves you and the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't had a little kid in a long time. Little kids don't like little kid stuff anymore. What? Do they have their own Spotify account? Yes. yes. At four? Yes. And little Billy Rollins is like. Has a phone? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could have somebody in preschool without their own phone. All the other preschoolers <laughs> have it. So, yeah. you know, you, you want your kid to fit in. So. How is she going to like let Rollins know that Gigi's not doing a good job? You know, see? Yeah. <laughs> see, I don't believe at all that she listens to Spotify or anything. She, she would swallow the AirPod. 
the earbud or whatever the thing you stick in the. You know. I would imagine that she listens directly from the device or on oh. a speaker, or maybe mom puts up YouTube videos of Kelsey's videos and they all dance in the living room. That was my, that was what I pictured. They dance yeah. in the living room to Kelsey's tunes. Yeah, she just says, "Hey Alexa, play music by the girl with the black eye." <laughs> you sound like you sound so old right now. You sound like a munch. No, like, get like off a... my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take over the little kids' brains. Which ah, is yeah, I know their brains. Oh boy! <laughs> so Rollins probably says something like, "You know, I'm afraid that when she gets to kindergarten, she will have outgrown the emotional depth of all your compositions." <laughs> All right, we have a bunch of Hey, It's That Girls. We do? Hey, it's that girl. So can you tell me who's the actress playing Kelsey Jones? Every song on my last album is about Austin. How am I supposed to perform those songs if I have them arrested? Is she, was she in Game of Thrones? She, uh, no, she was not. Why would you think Game of Thrones? Because everyone's in Game of Thrones. Exactly. Oh, okay, yes. No, no, she was not in Game of Thrones or The Sopranos. That's Julia Goldani Tells. You know her as Whitney Soloway. On The Affair, that's Dominic West's oldest daughter. Don't know that. The, the Affair. Didn't on watch that. And she was also in The Girlfriend Experience as Iris, the high-end escort studying for her PhD in neuroscience. Hmm. She's hmm. trying to cancel her student debt one client at a time. <laughs> Good for her. Good exactly. on her. Exactly. If only I had had the entrepreneurial spirit as that young girl. Same. Um, I still got student loans. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I went to college as an adult, so, you know. Wow. And she's not a, a high-end escort, but she will sell photos of her feet. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Big in Japan. Okay. Big in Japan. <laughs> Can you tell me who's playing attorney Elaine Samuels? No, but I loved her wig. She was well-wigged in the show. and Strong uh, wig energy. Her suits were on yeah. point. Super strong wig energy. I'm always on the lookout for a good wig and good wig placement, but I can't tell you what I, I know her from. That's Frances Turner. My client isn't a flight risk. He's a highly recognizable public figure who couldn't hide if he tries and only wants to prove his innocence. Five Law & Order franchise appearances for as Elaine Samuels here. She's best known as Dr. Lynn Malvo on NBC's New Amsterdam. Uh, Belle Mallory in The Man in the High Castle and as Monique Mother Milk's ex-wife on Prime's The Boys. Okay, we watched The Boys, but I don't remember oh. that. And the other two shows yeah. I've never seen. I don't. I just, I just feel like they're okay. not for me. Oh. Right? Well, I feel like I have watched all of those shows, but there is so much like um, dumping of shows in my mm -hmm. brain that I can't like distinguish who is who from what and this and that. Um, so I'll just say, right. great, that's great to know. If they weren't on General Hospital, I don't know. Did her wig game throw you <laughs> off? Is that why? Did she have? Uh, let me tell you something. I think a wig can transform an in a person. Yeah. Um, Beth and I are pretty famous, my co-host. We wear wigs everywhere, so we hope it will disguise our real identities, mm -hmm. but I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe somebody are the pops chasing you. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> the no, the cops are oh, chasing the cops. No, it's the pops. The cops. All right. <laughs> the, yeah. the cops. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the wig game didn't throw me off. Uh, but uh, thank you for all that info, all that intel. Francis has a law degree from Georgetown. Wow. In talk real life? Yeah. Talk That's about method, hard. right? Yeah. I'm Whoa. telling you, that is no like small thing. No. A, it's a very difficult law pants. school to get into and a very good law school. Can you imagine the audition? It was like, hi, I'm a real lawyer. Now one of these bullshit lawyers, if you don't hire me, I'm going to sue your ass. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I know that um, casting directors and stuff like that, it like casting people who have had real experience in the police thing, in the mm-hmm. horseback riding thing, in whatever thing is necessary for the, you know, thing that they're shooting. So, yeah. Like, have you actually been a child molester? Because that would really work. <laughs> Experience is a plus. Yeah. yeah I, I got stuff I can use there. I can use that. Yeah. Ew. 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 Uh, do you know who's playing Kelsey's mother, Lila? No one's listening to me. I'm telling you, he hurt my baby. She called me crying. I came right over. I know that it is an 80s actress who was in 80s things. I'm what? 100% sure. Like, in the vein of... Like somebody who played somebody's mom or girlfriend, like in an 80s comedy. Could that be. was all yeah. I could think. Like if it was like, um, okay. that, I mean, I, I know I knew her. That's Dana Wheeler Nicholson. She was Gail, Chevy Chase's love interest in Fletch. All no, right, that, that, that okay. qualifies. That totally qualifies wow. in the category you nailed that I was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You nailed it. Then she was Beverly in ABC's Nashville. Angela on Friday Night Lights and Joy in the new Walker, Texas Ranger, giving her the red state trifecta. <laughs> uh, she was also on Seinfeld. She's not on Yellowstone, then it doesn't count. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, she was also on Seinfeld as Shelly. That's the one who Jerry didn't want to share a toothbrush with. Uh, and she is the granddaughter of Major Malcolm Wheeler Nicholson who founded the publishing company that would become DC Comics. Really? And he was forced out before those guys created Superman and Batman, so she missed out on all that cool superhero cash. So her name is Wheeler Nicholson, like like that's her name name? Yeah, yeah, it isn't like Wheeler was her maiden name and she married... Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, no, no, no. Love that. that. Love that for her. Yeah, so apparently Major... Uh, Wheeler Nicholson, uh, he knew he was done at DC Comics when his partner sent him on vacation to Cuba. And when he returned, they replaced all the locks in his office. That's like what happened <gasps> to Tiger Woods' girlfriend. Yeah. I was gonna wow. say, that's, how, that's how Kelly Giddish knew she was having to leave SVU. <laughs> wow. I mean, a note or something? Uh, it, that seems like so much effort to go through just to out somebody. It is the yeah. best way to break up with someone. I'll tell you, if I had money, it is 100% uh-huh. how I do it. I'd be like, hon, we're going yeah? on a special trip. That you are okay. never coming back from to this house. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than murdering them. 100%. Yeah. We have a repeat offender. Repeat offender. Back as Judge Felicia Canto is two time Emmy nominee, Aida Turturro. Has the jury reached a verdict? Best known for her breakout role in Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. And then The Sopranos. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tell me the TV reporter, Don Yannick? I have a guess. Yeah. Is it TV reporter Don Yannick? It is TV reporter <laughs> wow. Don Yannick. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I love that detail. Way yeah. to go, Dick Wolf. Ele- yeah. <laughs> Eleven Law & Order appearances, two as reporter, one as TV reporter, one as reporter number one, one time as reporter number three, and four times as reporter number two. Is he from New York One or something? And one time as Don Yannick, yeah, but she got tired of giving all those numbers. Yet, she, actually, she's a former editor-at-large for... Life and Style Weekly magazine. Okay. Known mostly for its steady stream of Heidi Klum underboob photos. Wow. Oh, wonderful. Useful for the world. Also, I just had an idea. Don Lemon could start being a news person 
on the Law and Order Cinematic Universe, don't you think? Yes. He could. New York, yeah. and then news person, and then he could start sending a anonymous text to people, telling them that they're they're he's like someone's out for them. See, yeah, yeah. and they had. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say though he's probably past his prime. Ooh, uh, and if you know that, <laughs> yes, saying. Yeah, I'll say the under boob photos. That was a rabbit hole, and that is why the lawn did not get mowed last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you know uh, who the little girl playing Rollins' daughter, Jessie, is? No. What time are you coming home? Was she in The Last of Us or something recent? No, her name's Vivian Cable, not to be confused with her twin sister, Charlotte Cable, who plays Jessie in completely different episodes of SVU. Wow. They alternate. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's very likely, though, that they both, you know, because of these child, child labor laws, acting laws. Yeah, yeah. I work for they always four have twins. Yes. yes, one does the other, but they that's just how they list them. Ah, okay. Lastly, can you tell me the name of the person playing the fan in the red pants? Which one? That's the problem. Yeah. Which one? The guy in the red pants. Yeah. Nope. Okay, that's Will Fitz. His IMDb consists of a lot of roles titled pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> But he is a returning actor on Rebecca's favorite History Channel show, The Foods Foods That that Built America. America. Oh, my God. I love that show. Congrats. I'm so excited for you. Does anybody have an applause sound effect? (laughs) (laughs) The Foods That Built America, a.k.a. the second greatest show on television behind General Hospital. So he worked as a... Uh, Krispy Kreme employee. <laughs> he also worked at Instaburger. Wow. And Pabst Brewing. Mm. Incredible. Mm. He was also listed in the Coke versus Pepsi episode as the Pepsi photographer. Ooh. Okay. Pepsi has a photographer? Apparently. Apparently. They had so. to include that? Okay. <laughs> he also got a role in the spinoff show, The Booze, Bets, and Sex That Built America. Wow. (laughs) This guy is, he's going places. I mean, he's got range, right? He stays working. And and that's what you love to see with actors. Apparently, once you're in at the History Channel, you're in. Yeah. (laughs) It's like being a tenured professor. On the series, he played Hugh Hefner. Oh. Oh, sorry. Hugh Hefner's office assistant. (laughs) (laughs) So both Kelsey and Austin admit that their relationship is, shall we say, passionate. Uh. They both admit that the fighting is kind of foreplay that they call five play. By the way, Benson continues to have one play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Muncie says that Austin tried to smooth things over with tickets to his tour. And then she holds them up and she tears them in half. Who the fuck has paper tickets anymore? Um, if you want paper tickets, right, you got to print them out on your own shitty inkjet printer. Right. And take them with you. Right. And that's a waste. That's like brochures. They don't like tickets, right? They're like yeah. brochures. brochures. Yeah. That's a good point. I haven't been to a concert in a gazillion years, but I, I, I guess, yeah, you wouldn't have a paper ticket anymore. <gasps> he does. This always happens on Law & Order where, it's, you know, there's a rock star who lives in New York and they happen to have tickets to their upcoming show mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why are they still waiting to have that concert? How come it's not like, all I have left are tickets for Raleigh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, telling your, like, colleague, I mean, I know it says for subordinate to invest in a blazer. And if you are planning on sticking around, you might want to invest in a, in a blazer. 
Hey, did any of you guys watch the early seasons of Law and Order in which Liv would wear hoodies to work every single day? <laughs> no. <laughs> you remember Stabler's jean jacket? I've never seen Liv in a sweatshirt. Her it's always coats. I mean, it was like a, on point. To be fair, it was like a cashmere hoodie, but it was a hoodie with like a like a, sometimes a leather jacket. Yeah. So we might as well talk about this. We have, you know, at least two new characters here in the squad. One is uh, Velasco, who's been around for a year and a half, I think. And uh, Muncie. Love her. They both come from, I think it's the gang unit, which, of course, is the logical feeder uh, (laughs) to the sex crimes unit. Of course. All the empaths that are working in the gang unit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I think I like uh, Bruno, who is the new character, and why is he so cool? Because he was a whistleblower, sued the department, and won $2 million, and just walks all around town like, I don't fucking give a shit. Wow. But he's not in this episode. He's so not, he doesn't comes know in who later. he is. I, 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 I thought it was the guy who is the partner with the girl with the hoodie. No, that's, that's a different guy. A different yeah. guy. The, oh, the, okay. The new guy, Bruno, looks mm-hmm. like um, Jennifer. It looks like the guy who was in that movie with Jennifer Jason Leigh. Like he looks like he's like very eighties looking. He is cool. Okay. I have to say though, I like Muncie. I don't. Is she still in it? She is still in it. Yeah, I like her. Okay. Yeah, She's, we need we need we need someone. But I liked Cat like too, and they got rid of her. So oh. I, I don't want to get too attached to people anymore because you never know what's going to happen. They get shot. Cat was Cat Freckles. Oh wait, different Law and Order. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so uh, we're here at the beginning of season 24, at the very beginning in the season opener. Rollins is shot escorting a girl in witness protection. Uh, this actually happened on the mothership, part of this three part crossover with all three shows. That was so stupid. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, it was I mean, stupid. everybody's chocolate was in everybody else's peanut butter. It was stupid. Was Elliot involved at all? Uh, yeah, Elliot was involved and he saved other people's lives. And for some, you know, some reason Thumbs he came down. and it just, yeah, it was crazy. Okay. So Rollins is in the, uh, her mandatory therapy and we learned that she's detached. She's going into fugue states. And later she and Carisi are watching TV on the couch and Jesse and Billy scream that there's a monster in the closet. <laughs> You guys, what's 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 the matter? Billy's right, there is a monster. And so while Carisi runs and comforts the children, Rollins busts in with her firearm and kicks open the door, looking for the monster. Yeah, she goes all peppermint in there. <laughs> all peppermint? <laughs> peppermint? Peppermint patty? With a gun? No, like that Jennifer Garner Jennifer. movie that got oh! like zero percent on Rotten Yeah, you know why it's zero percent? Because nobody watched it, including myself. I, I get it though. <laughs> I thought it was weird how they both got up when the kids screamed, but they went in separate directions. I was like, "What? Yeah, what, what the?" <laughs> the motherly instinct was yeah. Yeah. So in true NYPD form, uh, Rowan shot the unarmed monster. Uh, she said the monster had made furtive gestures uh, towards <laughs> its waistband with its monster hands, <laughs> and she feared for her life and the safety of the public. Uh, the grand jury declined to indict, especially after the cops leaked to the press all the, of the monster's long history of frightening children. Mm. Oh, don't forget about the drugs. And the drugs, the drugs yeah. on them, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they found they found Carisi's piece mm. that he keeps, uh, you know, at his ankle that he just like, oh, my burner piece. I didn't even, yeah, he had that. <laughs> was it a wind up dog? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So the battery operated toy that was in the closet making the noise, it it just sounded like that symbol playing monkey from Poltergeist. <laughs> right. right. Yes. I 
I would have shot the fucker too. <laughs> Whoa, she didn't okay. shoot it. She just went in and pointed. There to be was fair. never any like, let me pick it up and just take the batteries out or turn it off. Are these people new at this parenting? I mean, those kids looked at least seven, eight ish. And this could not be the first toy that has gone off in the middle of the night, right? But, but, but who turned on the toy from inside the closet in the first place? This is a mystery that is yet to be answered. The ghost. The ghost, yes. <laughs> oh, the poltergeist. You're okay. Okay, or you're on to something. Go into the lights, Carol Ann. The sleepwalking Rollins, because she's not taking fucking meds. That's wow. going on. Like Tessa and Yellowjack. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cut the head off the dog. Right. Oh, then wow. Then starts eating dirt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> climbing the tree. Yeah, yeah, you know. I have a question about Rollins there. Yeah. Have you filled that prescription for antidepressants? I'm I gave not you? taking meds. Okay. I'm not going to take meds. <laughs> and the therapist isn't like, why? <laughs> like, right. why aren't you going to take meds? Literally, everyone takes them. No. It's no big deal. Because you're yeah. doing so well without them. And like, right. you are stigmatizing medication on Law & Order SVU by just letting that sit. Right. And, letting that, and like, not just being like, hey, meds are no big deal. You should yeah. just take them. They're helpful. You are like completely bolstering a stupid argument and just like, like, I, I was very upset by that. It was a very missed upset. opportunity for sure. Not the first mistake Law & Order has made in terms of you know, opportunities to do better, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> but that's for another show. <laughs> yeah. Rollins is resistant to the therapy, just like mm-hmm. Gorn was resistant to the therapy. But mm-hmm. uh, Benson, like, leans into the therapy because her therapist is Mr. Noodle yeah. from Elmo's World. That's right. And he's oh. really good with her, you know. That's true. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. The mom says the argument began at dinner when Austin flirted with the waitress. He says that they turned that anger to some good old rage fucking when they got home. How did it escalate? We both were pretty turned on. Things got kind of rough. That would cause the bruises. Part of our foreplay. Dialed up a notch. We fight, tear each other's clothes off, have hot sex. Oh, so you did have sex. The trial quickly becomes a circus with demonstrators outside holding signs in support of Austin. On the stand, the defense gets Lila to say that Kelsey has a habit of lying about shit, like getting molested by her sleazy boyfriend, who would never do that. Kelsey testifies after the restaurant she was too angry to have sex, so Austin just threw her down on the bed 
and assaulted her. They have to clear the courtroom when Austin's fans heckle Kelsey and then in the hallway berate Rollins for arresting the star. While testifying in his own defense, Austin admits the relationship was volatile, but on cross, Carisi gets him angry enough to admit he was repeating the abusive patterns of his parents and that he did do the things he was accused of. And that apology is enough for Kelsey to tell Liv and Amanda that she wants Austin back, especially now that her career has been ruined. But the jury goes ahead and convicts Austin of third-degree rape, but acquits him of the more serious charges. Afterwards, Rollins confides in Carisi her fears that she's going to mess up their relationship because it's not dysfunctional. But Sonny comforts her and says it's going to be okay. All right, Carisi is concerned about the crowd's impact on the trial, and the judge says, hey, I'm just going to order them to stay off social media. Details of this case have already gone viral. Mr. Boyer has over 40 million followers online. The complainant has almost as many. I'm warning both parties to stay off social media. So judges in New York can just order those rich, narcissistic defendants from going on social media. Where did we hear that before? (laughs) (laughs) We know that doesn't work. Uh, Right. Yeah, judges can say a lot of stuff. But do you really have to listen? Yeah. (laughs) You have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you used to be the president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) It's ripped from the headlines. Uh, Amanda is still working through her shit. And she said she just wants to stay at Carisi's office while he preps for trial. So it's going to be late and prepping for trial. And I don't want to be alone right now. Of course. But I'm going to bore the hell out of you within a half hour. Boring was really good. I'm going to bore you for a half an hour. And man, that sounds like some real five play, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> just going to bore you. You're going to get so much torque. <laughs> Like I, I, I was saying before the show, um, I would leave my husband for Carisi in a minute. Um, so all I need is 30, 30 minutes in his office. Hello. <laughs> Sign me up. You get bored. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Kevin, earmuffs. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> the first witness is Lila, the mom. And on cross, she's asked if Kelsey has ever said anything that she didn't believe. So, you didn't believe her? Of course not. I read it in her journal. That thing was full of lies. Objection. Sustained. She would write made-up stories in that journal all the time just to mess with me because she knew I was snooping. Your Honor. Sustained. Jury will disregard. All that shit she uh, wrote in her diary about how my boyfriend molested her. She was just pranking me. That's a long con, isn't it? I don't know if that's how pranks work. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just leave this here for you to find it. Yeah, this horrific news. I can't wait till my mom sees it. She's going to (laughs) flip. That is, that's something else. That is something else entirely. (laughs) Get the microphone there and laugh. It's fine. (laughs) Dear diary. I mean, mom. (laughs) 
I can't believe it, but I was once again in a horrible situation. You're not going to believe this. But you're not going to learn about it for like a year. Um, However. (laughs) However. Yeah. That is complete bullshit. I wonder what kind of attention I'll get from my mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Apparently none. None. Maybe now she'll see me. Maybe now she'll love me. I don't know. That is that's that logic that that mom had is bonkers. I feel like the mom was drunk the like entire time. She was a mom who put wine with ice and like a, a sprig of something. Yeah, in what it. was that? that? Mint leaves? <laughs> uh, oh, arugula? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Two ladies like some wine. Mom, they are police officers. Well, I know that. I'm just trying to be polite. Oh, we're good. Thank you. Suit yourselves. I didn't know you did that with Chardonnay, but wow, maybe they do it different down in the South in Kentucky, but I have never seen that before. It wasn't even like an Aperol spritz. It was legit just like rosé with a giant freaking thing of ice cubes and something, a salad. I don't know. A flower of some sort. Yes, some sort of foliage. Not clear what it was, but she did offer some to detectives, um, Olivia and Amanda. And I can't imagine why she they turned her down. <laughs> Would you like some foliage in this uh, fermented <laughs> beverage? Mm, is that a thing? I don't know. Is uh, this something? Is it, this something the whites do? I guess foliage in I, there. I'm a white as a long term white and a, and a long term white wine drinker. Um, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. And okay. the ice cube is marginal at best. The ice cube is like an act of desperation. Yeah. It's like this <laughs> shit ain't cold and I'm hot. Just just put ice in, but don't tell anyone I did that. Yeah. She got the idea from uh, her diary. <laughs> so there's recipes in the back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Recipes and horrific stories. Yeah. She's sneaky and a liar. I should know. I read her diary and lied about it. So Carisi channels is in her barba. And when you forced yourself on her sexually. She's my fiance. So what? That means she can't say no? You held her down. You ripped off a nightgown. She was pinned. Does that not sound like the definition of rape to you? I know how it sounds, but context matters. Oh, so your father was wrong then, huh? You're nothing like him? That's right. But Austin also blurts out this apology to Kelsey. Why am I surprised this apology actually works? No. Tell me. Kevin. Tell me. Kevin. Uh, what? Kevin. You mean abuse uh, victims, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, you know. I think, it, yeah, that makes sense in an abuse victim. It, it, it Because it's hard to leave an abuser. Of you know, course it, takes it is. Seven, eight times before it happens. And if you never leave... Chances are pretty high that you'll end up dead. Right. So, and if you do leave, you have chances are even higher that you'll end up dead. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really a lose lose situation, yeah. and it fucks with your head. And most most victims don't have the entire internet coming after them, saying that you're right. lying about that guy too. Yeah. Much less a bunch of people in red fucking pants. Well, it'd be yeah. easy to spot them coming after you, right? Which, by like, the oh. way, where does one even procure? Like, are they going on Amazon and being no, like, you're Banana Republic. pants. Forever 21. Fashion Nova, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova. <laughs> or Sheen, Sheen or Shein. I'm not sure which it is or how you pronounce it, but it's spelled something like S-H-E-I-N. Oh. They got a lot of 
baloney for really, yeah. really low p- prices. I think it's uh, Amazon Essentials, and you can get it next day with Prime. Oh, that's how so the whites do it. That's how the whites do it. Oh, okay. See, completely different worlds. I don't understand this stuff. <laughs> You're surprised we have more serial killers. But, uh, <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the Headlines. This episode is inspired by the defamation case between actors Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. The Hollywood couple married in 2015, with Heard filing for divorce after a year. Days later, she appeared in court with a bruise on her face. She said Depp threw a phone at her and asked for a restraining order. The actor denied the allegations. In 2018, Heard wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post, saying she was the victim of domestic violence. Though she didn't mention Depp by name, her ex-husband sued her for defamation. Details of the couple's volatile marriage spilled out at trial. Heard said Depp became violent when drunk or high. Her lawyers presented text messages between Depp and friends, saying he wanted to burn her. But Heard also admitted to getting physical, and Depp countered he was the actual victim. The trial streamed live on social media, with the majority of commenters siding with Depp and saying Heard was not credible. Outside the courthouse, Depp supporters shouted down domestic violence demonstrators. After two days of deliberation, the jury found Amber Heard had defamed Depp in her op-ed, awarding him $10 million. Heard won $2 million in a counterclaim that Johnny Depp's attorney had defamed her too. So recently, E. Jean Carroll won a suit against Donald Trump. The jury believed Megan the Stallion over Tori Linez and her shooting. And dare I say, Gwyneth Paltrow won her downhill no, no, ski no, mugging no, no, case. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is this ev- evidence that juries are finally, again, believing women's stories, or are they just deciding which client is more likable? I think they're deciding what client is more likable. Yeah. Um, I think that's how it goes in civil and criminal um, cases. Um, I've, I've been in the courtroom numerous times, and that's that always seems to be the outcome. The person who's the most likable and the most credible comes out on top. Oh, completely. And also, by the way, I was listening to Cy talking. Yeah. And I was like, most people on social media sided with Depp. And I was like, no. 10 million paid bots ah. sided with Johnny Depp. Ooh. If you have ever tweeted anything or looked at any tweets about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, yeah. you suddenly get added by like 20 things 
that are not <gasps> fucking real people. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh my god, it is bananas. Just, I didn't and there's tons of articles that. about it, but there's a paid social media campaign that is pro Depp. That is why it appears wow. as though the internet is on Johnny Depp's side. It is bah. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio did the same thing. What are you talking no. about? No, Get out of here. Can I, How, I will not tolerate the slander on <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> I forgot totally all about the Amber Heard case, and I was scratching my head wondering what this episode was based on. So yeah. thank you. What's that nice man in the background? What's his name? Was reading? Hi, Cy. Thank you. <laughs> so one other thing I want to like point out is that like uh, there was a whole thing in the trial where like Johnny Depp accused Amber Heard of hitting him, and she like admitted that in the height of... So there's a thing called DARVO, which is a complete thing in a pattern of abusive relationships where like a... Is that an acronym or something? Yes. Or, yeah. it, it stands for Deny, okay. Attack, Reverse, oh. Victim, Offender. And okay. it's where the person who is the abuser denies it, it denies it, denies it, attacks the victim mm -hmm. and basically becomes the reverse victim and says, but they attacked me too. Um, and then mm -hmm. like is, you know, and, and like they make the victim into the offender and they become the offender that in that way again. So basically they are saying, because by the way, in a violent relationship, somebody mm -hmm. who is the victim of violence Yes, will also become a violent person defending themselves and also right. become part of the cycle of violence. It does mm -hmm. not mean that the violent perpetrator is not the violent perpetrator. It is a well-known right. pattern of abusers. Well, it is important wow. to note that there was Thank a similar that. but unrelated lawsuit that Depp filed against the British Sun newspaper. It asked uh, in a headline, how could wife beater Johnny Depp, how could he be cast in the Fantastic Beasts movie? And he was later dumped from the films. Now, the judge there found that Heard's allegations were, quote, substantially true. So it could not have been libelous because they were true. Yeah. So is the difference in those cases, do you think it's the legal systems or that one responded as a newspaper and the other is a woman? Tell me what you think, Rebecca, because I'm I'm I mean, it's are, if we're talking about Amber Heard, it's it's yeah. not that didn't happen in the United States. All of Amber Heard's abuse allegations are incredibly substantiated. Mm -hmm. They're all documented. They're all substantiated. Mm -hmm. And anybody who doesn't agree with me is just not looking Can at eat the a evidence. bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, they're all okay. incredibly well substantiated. That judge yeah. was looking at the evidence of her as, as substantiated stuff. The American mm -hmm. legal system, Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard in a state that was friendly mm -hmm. to him. Right. Mm -hmm. That is why the that. verdict came out the way it did, because the because the way the law works in that state favored mm -hmm. like the sort of he said, she said right, thing. Right. She also mm -hmm. won, by the way. He won and she won. Like it was a weird right. verdict yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, among the viral moments at that trial was an exchange with an expert witness over muffins. What? This? Oh. Okay. Dr. Shannon Curry did a psych evaluation of Heard for Depp's team and was asked by her attorneys why her husband brought muffins to this appointment. So they're trying to prove that Dr. Curry was overly excited to be involved in a celebrity case and it was proven by providing the, the subject with baked goods. Because she forgot to bring the muffins herself, so her husband rushed to the store and brought over a box of muffins, and people went crazy. And I'm wondering if we're really focusing on the important things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't even know what to make of any of that. Yep. It sounds like uh, a bunch of stuff that uh, doesn't matter. Um, also, you brought up, the, you said Tori Lanez. It's Tori Lanez. 
Fuck um, me. And Ma- <laughs> Megan White <D>. Stallion. <laughs> Uh, so Amber Heard has reportedly quit Hollywood. She's in uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's coming up. That's in post-production. Amber was last seen living in Spain. She is fluent in Spanish. Unlike Hilaria Baldwin, who likes to pretend she can't pronounce cucumber. <laughs> cucumber. How do you say? Yeah, remember, she's from Boston, so it's cucumber. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We want to thank our special guest, Wendy. Wendy, where can our listeners follow you online? Oh, my goodness. We are at Fruit Loops Pod across all social media. Uh, get at us and listen to our show, Fruit Loops, Serial Killers of Color, wherever you get your podcasts, including this one. And Re- Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you online? At Fruit Loops Pod, because that sounds amazing. <laughs> you can actually find me at Reb Lavoy, but I'm following you right now, Wendy. Oh, thank you. And you can track me on Twitter <laughs> at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy, Lily Flynn handles promotions. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.